Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to NXT Then Now Forever. I'm James Boyd and I'm here with a frequent contributor, some would say a regular, right, to <laughs> LordsOfPain.net. What's going on, Imp? Hola, my name is Imp. That's <laughs> <laughs> the best thing. If you've, if you've ever heard me do intros, I am so shit at them. <laughs> like on my own show, Burn always would just try and poke holes in my intro. <laughs> just, oh, it took me years to be not awful at intro. Yeah, oh, hello. <laughs> I write for lots of pain on it. <laughs> Dude, the thing is, I've done enough shows to where I'm confident doing it now. But at one point, I was doing a NFL weekly show with uh, my friend, my high school best one of my professors from high school named Brandon Thorne, who's now an internet writer for NFL football, doing offensive line stuff, which your eyes are rolling back. You don't know what the hell that is, probably. But he had a... um, (laughs) But he had a relationship with a former general manager for one of the NFL teams named Ted Sunquist. So just off the strength of our relationship and friendship through years, I was part of that show. And they would ask me to kind of host it and MC it. And I could MC it, but I was so shit at trying to do <laughs> intros that Ted would actually have to come on and do this thing for me for a while. And then I was like, this is ridiculous. This is one of the reasons why I'm on here is to try to steer the ship and everything else. That I eventually like settled down and learned how to do it. But it actually took like trying to think how to make it simple, sweet and not feel like I am just, putting on or whatever else. So yeah. I just kept it simple. Like, ladies and gentlemen, fill in the blank, the title of the show. I say, I'm, I am him. Right. And then I bring in whoever I have with me to say hello. And then we move on from there. So in that fashion, we'll just move on from there. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on this week. We had takeover. We had the takeover after show, which is all the stuff from Brooklyn that they add in and tie in to move on forward. And then we also have the retro show. So uh, we're going to start in chronological order. We're going to start with the retro show five years ago this week. And then we're going to go to TakeOver. We're going to probably do like 10 minutes on that because I'm sure by this point in time, it's been so much going on. Um, so much stuff. So many reviews. People have already heard it. People have heard reviews of the reviews of the reviews. And then we'll go to uh, the TakeOver after show. Or sorry, NXT episode 500. So... We're going to start with Retro NXT. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do with a whole ring full of Bo Liebers. This is the worst attempt at Occupy I have ever seen. You don't have enough people to occupy a seesaw in that ring. Your boy. I got excited watching it. (laughs) So many memories came back. (laughs) So many memories and so many things you wish you forgot. So, (laughs) NXT episode 216, 
April 10th, 2014. The show opens up with a memoriam graphic for The Ultimate Warrior. Uh, out comes Adam Rose with all of his ballyhoo and shenanigans. And I don't think I've ever seen Braun Strowman this happy before. Have you ever? <laughs> oh, in his uh, Roman battalion outfit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but he had the Roman battalion outfit on. And then after he leaves, after lifting Rose back into the ring, he walks off and he's wearing red trunks. So he's in red <laughs> undies with the, with the Roman regalia deal. And I'm just like, what even is this? <laughs> like him and Simon Gotch in the red and white hoop shirt. <laughs> They're just, the two that I always remembered. <laughs> it's yeah. just uh. they had people in like I don't want to say it was Teletubby gear, but it was Teletubby gear. It was like, oh yeah, well, yes, yeah. There's a little like they're inflatable men. Yes, <laughs> they were. Yeah. Yes, they're like the wacky arm waving inflatable tube man slash Oompa Loompa slash Teletubby <laughs> slash starfish slash whatever else you want to throw in for a jab. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm I. Wow. So they zoom out and we see the opponent and it is Danny Birch, Martin Stone from RepPro. And I'm just like, wow. Okay. Legitimate (laughs) worker, tough guy is about to do the shenanigans. All righty then. So uh, Adam Rose versus Danny Birch. Birch lands with strikes until Rose suckers him with his patented tomfoolery. Birch lands more strikes that only fires Rose up. Rose lands jabs and some double chops, then a Bronco Buster and a Spine Buster, then removes his elbow pad and delivers a Bret Hart like second rope pointed elbow drop for the win. That yeah, was a lot yeah. of offense. <laughs> like, um, immediately you can see where the issue was when he got called up so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. just like the entrance is amazing yes and then he starts to wrestle <laughs> it's like ah yeah right. <laughs> it's, that was, that, i didn't even think it would be that bad i just thought it was like he came up on the main on the main roster after the amazing entrance and he looks like a star and he's doing all the shenanigans you think at worst he'll have a you know a career just doing the shenanigans and whatever else at the mid card, like he could be the next Brodus Clay that has a nice side of career doing comedy. That's fine. Mm. But they brought him up and they were like, mm, let's uh let's have him be jealous of his bunny. <laughs> so, so so my next question for you was, did we ever figure out who the hell Adam Rose's bunny was? Was it Heath Slater or was it someone a bit more high caliber than that? I don't even remember. I was just hoping that you remembered because it, it just popped my mind like, wait a second. Didn't he have a bunny and then the, he started feuding with the bunny and then like the, the bunny got over and then like nothing came of it? Yeah. <laughs> I think I want to say it was Heath Slater, but I oh, can't no. guarantee that. <laughs> it was, oh, that was such a weird time in. <laughs> oh, it's such a weird thing to look at it's very similar in a way to elias in the fact of he's amazing when he's not wrestling <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts to wrestle <laughs> it's just like oh well we need to temper that down yes, <laughs> yes. but they've handled elias a hell of a lot better than adam rose i'll give them oh, credit yeah. for that oh yeah <laughs> so, absolutely yeah. i still never want, i i would much rather see adam rose wrestle than than elias but yeah um like what do we have besides that seth Rollins match from last year on pay-per-view yeah. Oh, uh, the headlock match against Dolph Ziggler in England. Oh, that was that was boring, and I couldn't get that time back. Disgusting. Yeah. He's n- yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> so, 
then we get a recap of Gray's versus Zane's from last week, uh, mm. or the week before, because technically it's not a week before, it's a retro show, sorry. Mm. So, we get a backstage interview with uh, the ma- the matches ref. Uh, the ref says competitor safety is number one, and he deemed Sammy unfit because he couldn't respond to any of his communications. And then we get an immediate backstage interview with Graves. And this woman interviewer literally asked, I quoted this, quote, Corey, I spoke with the referee Stu Bennett who awarded you a win in a controversial match against Sami Zayn. Do you consider that a win? Unquote. What the fuck? (laughs) Do you consider your victory a win, James? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So... Graves ups the ante of terrible in a different way. He says, quote, you're cute. Where'd they find you? Really? Yeah. We're, we're just, we're just hitting on, we're just hitting on the woman in the workplace, huh? That's what we're doing. Okay. So, he's got a, I know he, oh wait, I was gonna say, he's got a concussion, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I heard him talking about this, I hit up James. This was like, oh my god, it's the concussion storyline. <laughs> yes, and then yeah. it's coming soon, like next week or the week after. He'll his whole wrestling career will be done with, as far as grappling in the ring. Mm. So, so then he, so then Graves continues and says, uh, "I suppose you like me to to uh, say that there should be an asterisk, like it doesn't really count, just like." So he goes on and says, "Just like the." The just like Barry Bonds, the undisputed home run king, I beat Sami Zayn. A win is a win. So Sammy, rest your little head of yours because we're just getting started, pal. Multiple things. Um, would you like to? Would you like to continue the things and figure out what my things are, or do you want me to go on with the things? Imp? You go on. Okay. Have a wee little. Okay. Do you know what? Do you know who Barry Bonds is by any chance? Nope. Okay, in this country, we have this thing called baseball. It's kind of like an offshoot of cricket. Oh, yes, yes, professional rounders, as I called it in my column. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so basically, um, the scoring system is uh, there are bases. You go around four bases. If you go around four bases, then you get up, up, up one point. A point is called a run. So if there's a situation where ball hits bat and it goes over the fence 300 and some odd uh, feet away from the home plate. They call that a home run. Um, so Barry Bonds set the record uh, in 2007 for, for most career home runs ever. He did it um, while being a, a performance enhancing and drug cheat. Uh, the thing was, he was already on pace to being one of the handful of greatest baseball players to ever live, and then he got no notoriety in the late 90s as other guys started taking steroids and juicing up to the gills and having home run records for season, breaking some of the season season uh, records. So he got pissed, and a couple years later, he shatters the record and he hit, becomes like the most dominant force baseball has ever seen. He had a season, he had seasons from 2004, I'm sorry, 2000, 2004. It looked like, I can't even describe what it looks like. It like, he was already one of the handful of greatest baseball players of all the time. And then he has a four year span when he's on, he's juiced to the gills and it looks like it, he doesn't belong in the sport. He's a God. He's not even, he's not even a video game cheat. He's literally a God. So, um, 
that's that's what he's claiming to just to give you some intel. But hmm. the thing I don't get is he said that Barry Bonds is the undisputed home run king. What the fuck does that have to do with you <laughs> winning through ill gotten means, especially because like he didn't tie it together? I'll go through the quote again. He says, I suppose you'd like me to say that there should be asterisk like it doesn't really count. But just like the Barry Bonds, the undisputed home run king, I beat Sami Zayn. Barry Bonds didn't beat anybody. It's a team sport. He never won <laughs> shit. He's just hit home runs. That's it. I don't get it. Whatever. So, so I, whatever. So, we just move on because I already derailed the show already. Sorry. Uh, so, out comes later on in the show, out comes Bailey, and she's looking like a like a Los Angeles Laker playing a road game. And then out comes Sasha Banks. She looks like a Hartford Whaler. And they, they, you get them in a match, and Sasha starts out in early control having a and it starts having a temper tantrum because she can't put away bailing like the first 90 seconds of the match. Total brat. Uh, she starts streaking. Bailey slips out of a body slam attempt from Sasha and fires back with some uh, double, with some running axe handle smashes. Um, I wrote a bunch of stuff. I'm just going to cut to the chase. She then goes to the, she finishes it off with uh, a back elbow drop from the uh, top of the, I'm sorry, from the second rope. Bailey charges Sasha in the corner. Sasha gets the boot up. Sasha then puts Bailey in a in another straight jacket choke. Bailey then drops to the floor, scurries behind, scurries backward behind Sasha's legs while still in connection with uh, Sasha's hands, and then flips Sasha over in a front bump that has her land on her back. And then Sasha pulls her up by the hand and then up to her feet and then hits the Bailey to belly suplex for the win. So you know, so you know, the first thing I thought when this happened. That Charlotte looks half the size of her now. <laughs> it's insane. <Really? laughs> that was my first thought when she walked out. I was like, oh, my, she looks like literally half the person. <laughs> it's wow. incredible. Huh. Just... <laughs> the, thing, the thing I noticed with Charlotte mostly in these shows now is like the hair was so much more tame back then. Like mm. it's before like the stitching game, you know, you know, before oh, yeah. she glow it up, if you will. So, um, as yeah, she I looks never... like she looks like she's come from her gymnastic background in NXT. Mm-hmm. Compared to now, like now she's a wrestler. Gotcha. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So much muscle. Yeah, all the over the top, over the top uh, hair extensions, like you were just saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's yeah. That's, that's what I mean by like twice the size. So, like now she's a right muscly bastard <laughs> compared to there, where like she's a gymnast. <laughs> Come in here. Yeah. I mean, either way, like you could do like then now forever. She was always the gun show. She always had like mm. these gigantic arms, looking like she'll like you know, rip your head off. So you don't want no smoke with Charlotte. But I think it, I think this, you know, the last year with her, like some of her matches have gotten ugly in the good way. I mean, like everything's a struggle and like, it's not a, it's not a choreo choreographed thing. It's like that Ronda match was, a was, I don't say a war, but it was rough. And the, the Becky matches, especially the last one, the evolution Anyway, that was rough. Um, so I think that evolution is really cool because it's it's one thing when it was like, yeah, in a in a big match, Charlotte is gonna pull out a a moonsault off or a you know some type of moonsault variation, and it'll be cool if we're a spot, and she's gonna do through and do all the other you know things. But now it's like she's added that layer of physicality, and also like her selling is is upped too. So it's like she is getting better as we speak and it's like mm. she's already damn near the best now she's getting better it's crazy 
Like she show, she's gotten so good at being a wrestler that when she wrestles, it's like she's not wrestling. She's actually in a <laughs> more tough kind of fight situation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's very easy to spend disbelief watching her. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. So well, my main thing was, I mean, I know you watch uh, New Japan. This was, yeah. this was, this was hand control. This was like the wrist control when Okada's like, mm. she grabs the, or he grabs the wrist and you do everything in your power to get him to let go because if he hits you another one, you're done. And in this situation it was like, I have hand control. I pulled you up and I literally beat you my finish. That was awesome. And, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, the way uh, Bailey got back into it at the end. Like, yes. 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 Logic in WWE. <laughs> how nice. <laughs> yes. Like also in this match was earlier. And this is, um, DDP did this a lot where, and you'll see this in other uh, very good wrestling matches where somebody will hit a move and then the match goes on and someone goes for it again and either A, the person learned like that hurts, I'm never doing that again, or uh, or figures out a, a nifty way out of it after the first time. So she had her in that straight dragon hold, the, choke the first time, and then the second time she slaps on, she's like, all right, I'll go to the ring, scurry behind you, flip you over on your damn back, and then I beat you. I was like, okay. I like that storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's storytelling without like them shouting at the other person, going, "I yeah. don't like you." Yeah, <laughs> that's not storytelling. Yeah, or the yeah. the special like the the triple A special of like, I'm going to yell at you what the story is, so the crowd can understand it. <laughs> that's an NXT special yeah. as well. Yeah. Then the Undertaker wide eye looks back and goes, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> So we get a commercial for uh, the Legend House, um, and I'm immediately bummed out because Mean Gene's no longer with us. Mm. So then we get Mojo Raleigh um, versus Sylvester LaFort. Now this is the first time we've ever seen Sylvester uh, LaFort um, oh, on on this show that we've since we've oh, covered. Okay. Yeah. So if you ever listen to the show during the Mojo Raleigh match, you already know what it is. Two stinger splashes in the corner, a hip attack coming out from off the ropes, and then a running, jumping ass drop for the win. I, <laughs> dude, I said, I think I said last week, I'm tired, to Jeremy, I'm tired of these Mojo Squash matches. We need to move on. And when they run out the next week, more Mojo Squash matches. <laughs> Except this one was even more basic than the ones before. It's like, throw them into the corner, do some football uh, defensive line drills and then go into your five moves of doom or four moves of doom and then Matt Bloom's putting him over like he's the greatest thing ever <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that he keeps on going and doesn't stop it's like that, what, what you mean he keeps doing his NFL tackles yes. and charges and that's what's good about him I yes. don't get it <laughs> yes. and the crazy thing about it is he's actually over the crowd like they're actually into it they're actually chanting mojo mojo and I'm like <laughs> Oh, Am I they being fucked like within the space-time continuum? Are they putting the Vince go back in time and sh- insert this stuff to just fuck with me? Just only me. <laughs> it's like only James is coming back and doing a retro show right now, so we must fuck with him. <laughs> and you've got to watch him every single week. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but of course, like full sale, that they're booing Bo Dallas. Like this yes. Bo Dallas is amazing. <laughs> so, uh, like so, yeah, it's, I love I love the, I love this Bo Dallas. When we we'll get to it later. <laughs> but yeah, I love this version of Bo Dallas. I will say this episode was like okay, we had a match either 
no, two weeks ago in the main event with him and Neville, and I was like, that impressed me in a way that even the arrival match didn't because a lot of that was just, it's really hard to fuck up a ladder match um, or main event one that people care about, but the wrestling in that match with Neville two weeks ago, I was like, okay, he actually, you know, he actually could, like, keep up with someone like Neville. Um, and then they did this segment at the end, it was almost like a send-off, and I was just like, wow, like, Boa actually has something as this total geek, but, mm. you know, Vince doesn't like total geeks to be total geeks unless it's his idea, so whatever, like, the main roster in NXT is just, ugh, so total disconnect. <laughs> um, but yeah, when Sylvester Lafort walked out, I was just like, oh, this NXT episode's just gonna get better and better. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw LaFort come on and I could smell the cologne, the bad cologne <laughs> through my screen. I was just like, yo, this is, this is wild. This is wild. So is this, is this before or after his and whatever his tag team partner's name was a feud with Enzo and Cass? I don't know any of that. When we come to it, we'll cover it then. But I, I didn't know the tag team. This is literally my first time ever hearing of LaFord or seeing LaFord um, since we've been doing this retro show. Ah, right, okay. (laughs) So you might have that to look forward to in quotation marks. Yay. (laughs) So, uh, after Mojo leaves, out comes Brodus Clay. He picks up LaFord and power bombs him and then uh, gives him a second rope splash for no apparent reason better than LaFord looks like the top goon for a Denzel or Liam Neeson um, <laughs> villain in a movie that he kills midway through the final scene. So Brodus grabs lucky. him. So Ed? <laughs> if, he's, if he's lucky and he's not the drug dealer that gets shot for 30 minutes in. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Like he's, like he's the guy that like that gets tortured into giving information to the whereabouts mm. of the actual top goon in the main villain. Yeah, you're right. He, <laughs> yeah. It's one or the other. Either he's the snitch or he is the top goon. There's like no in between. <laughs> like he's not a guy that just catches a couple bullets on the side and just moves off. Like he has a, he has lines. He has dialogue. I think it's fair to say there's a reason when he went to TNA he was done within like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... I'm glad that we're getting all this LaFort like retro information and of stuff. And it's because of you, because if I feel like if I was doing this with a show with anyone else, it'd be like, we'd be moving on and be like, who the fuck, who the fuck even was that guy? <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, I why, appreciate this. Why am I dedicating so much time to it? <laughs> <laughs> move on, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, move on, James. I think I'm keeping it strong style for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brodus grabs the mic and says that he saw NXT arrival and Triple H and uh, John Cena endorse Adrian Neville. He says he's given his blood, sweat, and tears to those and those who have never even looked his way. He says he's a main event player. Yeah, right. And he deserves a, t- a shot. He says that he called out Neville last week and Neville stayed in the back, so he's calling him out again. So out comes Neville, just looking like an IT geek that, at your job that would whoop your ass. So... <laughs> it was very weird um, clothing that he was wearing. <laughs> it's just it's like this is first name Adrian Neville. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this. like just, yeah. Either a he was just getting off of work, or b <laughs> he was just getting out of church. I don't know which one. You tell me. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah the beige. Why the beige? <laughs> I don't understand that, Adrian. Ugh. 
<laughs> even worse but, is this this okay okay <laughs> he had a short sleeve collar shirt tucked inside the khakis i i believe it was a brown belt but it's just like i whatever 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 you whatever you find comfort in wear it i guess you know those those are we uh described as his street clothes so <laughs> i think we'll call this a, another unimportant thing that imps got hooked up on <laughs> <laughs> so neville calls brodus and complaining that wastes his opportunities and it made me think wow they've been talking about people and wasting opportunities and for five fucking years. So they, they go face to face and Brodus says that Neville is a small dog with a big bark. And then Neville says, that's funny. Cause I thought you would be taller. The crowd goes, Ooh, uh, they, they tease like they're going to fight. And then Brodus bells out the ring and Neville's list completely unbothered. It's funny. <laughs> uh, Brodus can another one who'll be in TNA within a year. Oh yeah. Definitely. What was his name <laughs> he, of TNA? Oh, bloody that's a tough, Tyrus. That's right. Tyrus. Uh, I think the last time I've seen Brodus Clay slash Tyrus was probably Glow. Like the Netflix show. It's probably the last time I've seen him. I see him on Twitter because he keeps appearing on Fox and Friends and people go, oh look, he's on that again. He's on Fox and Friends? I think it is either that or one of the Fox News channels. I'm not American. I don't know (laughs) what the difference is really. I'm, (laughs) I'm just surprised that he's on Fox and Friends. Um... I think they let him on to talk about animals good. <laughs> or something wow. like that. So, yeah. Because he's very pro, I was going to say pro whale. <laughs> but that sounds really weird. Uh, yeah, he's an animal advocate. I say it like that. I don't well, know. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. if he's on Fox and Friends, like, get off, Brodus. <laughs> what are yeah, you doing? Yeah. Like, he's like, you're pro animals. Like Fox News is more about trying to get rid of a habitat that animals live in. They don't give a flying fuck about deforestation. Get out, run, leave, sprint, holler. Um, so like I watch whenever I've seen that show. And this has got nothing to do with wrestling. <laughs> whenever I see that show, um, I live in like right near a country type of place where it's. I mean, British countryside where it's like fields and. All that loveliness. We've got a nature reserve right near me. Like I am very white, <laughs> way out everywhere that I live. And I'd put on Fox and Friends, and I'm like, "Oh, you are, you're too white for me. <laughs> I can't take it. It's too wow. bad. It's so wow. bad." I'm like, no, yeah, like, yeah, oh, no. Just stop being so xenophobic. Yeah, I'll stop that point. <laughs> it's just like for me, it's too much. I can't take it. So yeah, imagine yeah. living with it. Yikes. So we'll move on. Uh, we get a backstage interview with some dude named Oliver. You got any intel on Oliver, Imp? Oliver had a British accent. Did he? Or he had an Australian accent. <laughs> I tried to figure it out during the speech, and I was like, I've heard Australian, English, South African, American, maybe. I've, I, I don't know. I know um, Corey Graves became tag team uh, champions with somebody, didn't he? Was I it Craig so, yeah. on level? One of them became. For some hmm. reason, I want to say, uh, um, no, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Ty Dillinger being Cody Rhodes's uh, tag team partner in developmental. Um, uh, yeah. I can't remember I'm who just... Graves' uh, dude was. 
Oh, veins, veins, veins. I got it up for a second. Avian, oh, Oliver Gray. That'll be him. Ah, okay. English professional wrestler. Ah, suck it. (laughs) 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 Well, well, there's always the out. It could be English in a way that, like, Tony Storm is English. Whereas, like, she is, but she's also Australian, and we both claim her because, like, we love her both. (laughs) He gets released on April 30th. Wow, he got released like right after this. Yeah, he so he uh, so he basically turns. He has a match, and with then Camacho. I think that might be it. So yeah, match with Camacho. Camacho's and that, beat that ass, and he's done. Yep. <laughs> so you got, yeah, you got, you got him next week, and that's it. That's this guy, and he's well, there as the uh, like uh, I don't know if he exists in America, but we call it the pub quiz or like the trivia quiz answer to who was Neville's tag team partner when he won the first championships. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, what? <laughs> okay. So, wow. So I'm just thinking about it. Wow. Like, so this Oliver dude got like the same treatment more or less than like Dean Ambrose just, never mind. We'll move on. <laughs> we get a backstage interview with some dude named Oliver, as I mentioned before. And then Camacho immediately interrupts and steals Buddy's interview. He calls out Adam Rose and says he's, st- cause he's still mad about getting his ass whooped a few weeks ago by Adam Rose. So the homie Oliver stands up for himself by politely challenging Camacho for a match next week. Camacho nods and leaves. Oliver looks heated. <laughs> Whilst like, I just have the uh, G- new G.O.D. theme in my head whilst watching it. It's like, I stopped listening, Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's funny. Because actually, uh, we were in New York and Rich like played that song like t- two or three times. Like just because he was playing through like theme music um, <laughs> while we were still at um, where we were staying. So it's funny that like you mentioned it because it's like Camacho, he is he, he left and look where he's at now. He is one half of the IWGP heavyweight tag champs and the ring honor champs, even though, you know, they don't give a fuck about ROH apparently, but still like <laughs> he's doing some things and it, you know, his career's picking up. And, and he's the modern day Lex Luger of selling. He is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember which Wrestle Kingdom it is. <laughs> Which, whichever one where Steve Carino just... <laughs> his eyes watered with, with laughter. <laughs> it's just so Are you funny. talking about the delayed sale? Yeah, where he would just... Then, then he would... It, the bit will swear when he sells it. Yes, well. yes, yes. <laughs> so I was like, it'll be like a split second after the movie's been done. They go, fuck! <laughs> it's like really loudly. <laughs> so... So then we get the uh, Scooby Doo uh, WrestleMania mystery commercial, and then we get a recap of the NXT's time during access for WrestleMania 30. So it features Sami Zayn, Paige, Adam Rose, Charlotte, C.J. Parker, Bailey, Neville, Bo Dallas, uh, Tyler Breeze, Mojo, Big Cass, Jason Jordan with that terrible hair, Cesaro, <laughs> uh, Court Gray, Sasha, The Ascension, Aiden English, and musty ass Sylvester Lafort. Anyway, um, I'll just say that I know uh, uh, Jason Jordan for me, he he looked like such a geek. (laughs) It was so just the way he was dressed and everything. He was just like, Oh, you're like a children's presenter. (laughs) It's so (laughs) weird. I, I, man, I, I don't know what he was going for. Like, I need a little insight into what he was going for, but whatever it was. He ain't land the mark. It's just whatever he was going for. It wasn't quite it. He he thinks he got it. We say nah. So 
Oh. Reminded me of uh, what the NXT UK guy is it Ramsey, that guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like I called him the uh, the uh, what's it the Afro Dicky Bow combo guy because <laughs> it's yeah, like but, such a weird <laughs> style. But, but he is a children's presenter. But at least that's more <laughs> in style with what I sound old because I'm 31. But like at least that's more in style with like <laughs> if you get one of these new dudes or young kid haircuts, like that's. That's fitting more okay, style yeah, with point, yeah. you know what 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 what's going on on this on the streets, quote unquote, <laughs> right? But um, I was on those streets back in 2014, and uh, that wasn't it, Jason Jordan. <laughs> nah, nah, cut that shit off. Um, so um, we get a backstage interview with the great Kali of all people. So <laughs> this made me laugh. He potches up all his lines till the real hook comes, and the hook is Bailey runs up on. Kali and hugs the shit out of him. She looks so happy. And then CJ Parker walks up and says he hopes that Kali recycles because he looks like he makes three times the amount of waste that a normal geek that sits in the st- uh, stands would. Kali, I assume, cusses out Parker and Punjabi. And then uh, <laughs> Bailey translates saying that Kali says that he'll see uh, Parker in the ring next week. Next week's episode of NXT is already looking like a dumpster fire. It's It's... <laughs> good luck with that one too. you sure you don't yeah. want to come back no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I've got a superstar shake up show to do next week <laughs> hopefully whoever I ask to do this show next week will not be watch, listening to this episode like, also who won't know Kali oh fuck no I'm not doing this I'm out of here you're... Oh, so it's, it's really weird because there's like there's multiple things here. First off, when Carly speaks to Javi and he's replying to him, I just immediately pretend he's doing a Iron Sheik tweet. Oh <laughs> it's God! Just like, with the swear words and everything, like "fuck you, you fucking piece of fucking shit." <laughs> Don't know why he's Australian in my <laughs> telling, but then there's uh, make you humble. Yeah, then there's CJ Parker, and it's just like, oh, he would be so over <laughs> nowadays. Oh like, yeah, like five years too early. Yes, yes, <laughs> and not. <laughs> The thing it um, people keep mentioning this thing about the the correlation between Daniel Bryan right now and his current run versus CJ, and the thing is like it works better in the same way that like the Kofi thing right now is working better than what had been at Mustafa never got hurt and Mustafa's in that role because you have the experience of being with this person and spending so much time with him and all that sort of thing. Where like Daniel Bryan is one more talent than CJ Parker Two, you know, looked at as more of a serious threat than CJ Parker and two, like has all that history of like, we had Occupy Raw, we had, you know, the comeback and, and like the tears and all that stuff. And like, he now just like turned his back by kicking AJ in the dick and like, he's a bad guy and he took the yes stuff away from us. So I guess part of the reason why we still why we hate him so much or so mad, and he's not even trying to be a cool heel. He's literally trying to be the biggest piece of shit that he can't can he could be with some credibility from storytelling uh, perspective, which a lot of these heels these days don't because it's WWE. But like CJ Parker is like he's just a geek. He's just a geek. He doesn't <laughs> take it serious. So it's like I can't wait till like the next takeover or a couple takeovers we have from now. We're like. Owen shows up and beats the hell out of him on his debut hmm. and is like, well, we'll never see that guy again. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think about it. I think by Wrestle Kingdom, he is a young boy. Yeah, yeah. For my, yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like, <laughs> it worked out for the best because he's, he has a much better career going for him and mm-hmm. Ring of Honor 
with uh was it lifeblood yeah right? that's it yeah yeah with lifeblood and also being the u.s champ then in in new japan than he ever would have in nxt or wwe ever Oh, because especially with the CJ Parker gimmick, oh, like, yeah, that's absolutely. going nowhere fast. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a maximum a jobber who does get on television. Right, that's his peak. Right. Yep. Like what? Uh, what? No way, Jose wishes he have. He just yeah. had. Like he <laughs> was. He becomes like best case scenario. He becomes Slater, like the guy that become mm. that gets has a, you know, damn near ten year career, but is as a jobber and doing comedy stuff and getting his ass whooped every other week and being in catering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so back to the show. So. What were you saying? I was just saying, uh, look, once again, we got hook up, hung up on something that just really wasn't important. Yes. Yes. <laughs> shifted. Maybe me and you aren't a good parent because we both just have our, especially me, I just have a tendency just to veer off course. Maybe that's a bad trait for a podcast host. Who knows? We'll see. So, Quite <laughs> um, the best trait ever. <laughs> yes. So we get a commercial for the horror movie Oculus. Then out comes Bo Dallas. The commentary mentions that Bo made his main roster debut on Monday, which means Bo Dallas has been on the main roster for five years. I can't believe oh, this. Shit. <laughs> I cannot believe He is this. one of those that you're just like, really? That's incredible. Yes, lifer. Like, he is like the new age JTG. <laughs> it's just like, one day he's going to get that pink slip and be like, I can't believe Bo didn't make it this time. <laughs> well, quickly, I'll just say I marked out so much when uh, the Crime Times music hit at Joey Janela's spring break. Oh my god! <laughs> just like yo yo yo, Shad Scott and Jay Z. Was it him or him and Shad? Him and Shad. Wow. Both of them came out. I was just like, oh, and then the Crime Time gimmick and everything. I was oh, like, oh, god. this this clusterfuck has been so weird, but calm <laughs> down a minute now. <laughs> just, yeah. It's one of those things that you don't think you would pop for, but then you're just not ready. <laughs> he catches you off guard, <laughs> and he gets you. See, I miss that era of that problematic-ass gimmick, for the most part. So mm. I kind of, I don't have that that nostalgia pop in me for that. Yeah. I, just, I just come out and be like, oh, they just had black guys, like, do a, a, a robbery thief gimmick. Okay, that's that's great. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Vince. Um, so, <laughs> I thought about the time when they broke them up. I was thinking, right, I'm ready for their pushes now. I'm really, I'm really, yes, they get ready to climb and slowly main event, guys. Yes, do it. Uh, of course, I was a teenager at the time and didn't yeah. realize that, you know, African Americans don't climb the card in WWE. No, no. <laughs> I was naive. <laughs> like, like, people, it's so funny listening to this Kofi thing um, over the last few weeks about, like, how many how many black champions WWE top champions WWE's ever had and whether or not to count the rock or whatever else. And I'm like, fine, count the rock. That only just shows you that like, you have to be the fucking rock to be black and a champion. <laughs> like you have to be, you have to be somebody that holds within you the charisma charms, look and physique and, and star quality in you to become the highest grossing, um, actor in Hollywood. That's what it took to be a black <laughs> champion WWE. If it's and, WWE. Like that is that is true exceptionalism. Like that is that doesn't even count. Like the rock or sorry, Kane didn't possess none of that. Like Kane was just six foot ten and white. That's all it was. And he wrestled like another guy that already exists. He wrestled like the Undertaker. Okay. <laughs> And uh, and I had to look it up for my own stuff, and it, it turns out The Rock never left WrestleMania with the title. Exactly. Not once. Yes. <laughs> it was just, it yes. was like, oh, yeah, so I, need, I needed to check I wasn't speaking bollocks in my column. <laughs> that Kofi was the first. Nope. I was like, yeah, Absolutely. he is. 
Yes. <laughs> and it's so funny because I stopped watching wrestling. I had a, I blacked out. Not, and people that have ever listened to anything I've ever done, long enough, they've heard me tell this story before, but I don't know if you heard it before. Yeah. I stopped watching the night that uh, WrestleMania 16, when Rock didn't win the title and then the McMahon in every single corner. I was like, that's bullshit. We've never had a bad guy ever leave the champ or leave the show, leave WrestleMania as champion. So that was bullshit for one. Rock was the third hottest guy at worst, the third hottest guy in the history of, of my wrestling fandom ever, as far as him being that electric with the crowd, selling merch, all that stuff. So it made no damn sense too. Then you, you come to find us like, okay, he loses then he lays out Hunter, Vince, and Stephanie after the match, which is like, well, we don't want to leave the crowd, you know, going home on a sour note. How about this for a high note? He wins the fucking belt. So, and then the very next month, they then put the belt onto Rock, and it's like, well, why the fuck wouldn't you put him over on the biggest show of the year, you fucking idiots? Keep in mind, like during this year, later months later, they start the, the XFL and lose millions upon millions of dollars. So Vince was on one in two thousand. So whatever. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I have to rein myself back and get it back on point. Sorry. Oh about yeah, talking about NXT, yeah, yes. NXT from 2014. Yes. <laughs> so I'll, I'll cut to the chase. Bo comes out. He's he says that he's starting a, a sit-in movement similar to the Yes movement or Occupy for Occupy Raw. Uh, so yes. He said to tweet out and send all of his believers out to come out. He asked for all of them to, to stand and join him. There's literally one person in the entire Full Cell Arena wearing a bow t-shirt, being a bow fan. Everybody else, like 90% of the crowd, stands up, turns their back to the crowd. Bo says one of the funniest things I think I've ever heard in the ring. He, he starts squeaking because he's so upset and distraught. And he gets he, he's able to squeak out, I gave you cookies. <laughs> it was the funniest shit ever. I gave you cookies. So he's about to he leaves out the ring. He's looking he's trying to yell at the crowd to get him to turn around. There's he actually walks by the one fan he has. That fan is literally clapping and I'm like, I'm with you, boy, I'm with you. I'm feeling like this is a plant. There's literally only one one of them. So he gets back in the ring, he starts crying. We come back from commercial break with him still crying in the ring. Out comes NXTGM JBL. Jesus Christ. So <laughs> Oh my God! So uh, one, one note I have to make: while he's doing his crime, he's literally like, like uh, Ray J in the One Wish uh, song, where he's like, "I gave you my heart, I gave you my soul, I gave you everything." So this is so funny. So JBL comes out and said, and he just fucking buries Bo Dallas. He says, "This is the worst attempt at an occupy I've ever seen," and then he says to Bo, "You don't have enough people to occupy a seesaw in that ring." I. I howled. Uh, so, Such a good segment. Yes. Like, this is the best thing JBL may have ever done, including, like, you know, shouting ball game after a big finish or you know, or some, some match steals a show, and he's like, somebody called a sheriff. These boys just stole the show. So <laughs> Personal favorite, where Michael Cole was just doing commentary, just turns to him and goes, shut up, Michael. <laughs> it's just, it's just, yeah. yeah. It's Maggle. gold. Maggle. M-A-G-G-L-E. Maggle. So, um... He says, you're not getting another title shot tonight, but you can get this match against Justin Gabriel. Current day PJ Black. So, Gabriel versus uh, Gabriel versus Bo Dallas. If you have something to say about this match, you can go ahead, because this is a boring match to me. I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't waste words on this one. 
Yeah, exactly what you said. It was very boring. And the well, the good news was Bo Dallas didn't look shit. <laughs> they had him dominating for large portions, I guess. <laughs> but the best part about this match was I was clocking all of the different puns they were doing with Bo's name, yes. with all the chants and things. Yes. <laughs> so it was just, um, it was Bo Ring. Yes. It was boring. Uh, <laughs> there was... Uh, worse uh, than Batista. Worse than Batista. <laughs> that was it. I swear they did Bautista at some point. They did Bautista <laughs> while he was in the ring crying earlier before oh, that was it yes that's what yes. <laughs> I think I'm forgetting some <laughs> but it was just they had a slew of them yeah that match got shat on um, yeah. oh yeah. yeah like for all of the plaudits I just gave him for how amazing like this is the best Bo Dallas character <laughs> it's just was I'm trying to remember when he did the when he went travelling around the world and he did all his little photographs like you might have checked, if you weren't watching you're in for some in for a treat Oh, uh, if I'm right, when he leaves, he he's not gone. He comes back. If I'm right, oh. <laughs> yeah. But it's brilliant. <laughs> it's, okay, uh, I'm gonna hold you there. Yeah. <laughs> when I say brilliant, it's like it's like he's <laughs> it's looking me in the eye. <laughs> oh, like <laughs> it's. Are you saying that it's brilliant in like a banter way? Yes. Okay. In, yes. But yeah. Okay. It's just like like earlier way was um, like, don't you guys love me? It's kind of gotcha. like that. Gotcha. Okay. Well, but it's a comedy it's geek, that... so if you're gonna do comedy, I can laugh at your yeah. expense and your heel. Good job. Yeah. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, uh, he gets better and better at that before he then gets called up to the main roster. And uh... <laughs> plus, the best part is it's very likely, unless I've missed something, it's very likely that he did sell them cookies. Like, that was an actual thing. <laughs> that wasn't just a joke. Right, right, right. They actually showed that in the video package um, oh, right before the match at uh, Arrival. So, yeah. Yes, it's part of uh, canon for this show, yes. <laughs> it's part of canon for the review show, yes. So, But, yeah, yeah. so uh, the match was boring. Yes. It's just in game we thought was there to inject energy, but no, he was there to get headlocked. <laughs> so yes. that was... He was yeah. there to get squeezed on, yes. And, and then the best part is Bo Dallas's music is like a rock song with loads of energy in it. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, does not fit at all. Yes. It's not a bad theme song, it's just bad theme song for Bo Dallas. It doesn't yeah, like gel. It, it fits right in place with like the, like the Cody Rhodes uh, Smoke and Mirrors, like the remix version, like after he stopped hmm. the Doctor Doom shit, like it fits oh, yeah. in line with that one, and it fits in line with the... I'm here to show the world. I'm here to show the world. It's like, wow. Like, he, he, listen to that music. Like, he was said to be a Mick Carter for years. Now he's just a job guy for years. Ah, uh, uh, yes. So, yeah, fishing us up. Uh, they go through the motions for about seven, eight minutes until Bo counters and hits his double on hook DDT for the win. Bo celebrates as the show fades to black. Thanks. Great show, guys. So, um,. Yeah, we kind of went long on this. I know you got to um, get around, so, like... Um, I'm only live in 45 minutes. Yeah, so let's just, let's just do this. Let's just, let's just give our thoughts on NXT and the next sh- right. end of the show. We'll just do it in, like, <laughs> 10, 15 minutes. But the most important thing is, yes, he's got to get back out. Oh, no! Right in the mouth! Oh, no! Adam Cole! Adam Cole, that shot! Oh, 
So no tangents. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, so what is your what was your favorite moments of um, fr- yeah Friday night? So I got ill <laughs> immediately. We go no tangents. Thursday I got ill. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So I was completely out of it for like proper man flu. Um, I was out of it for Thursday when I did my show for uh, for Friday for Saturday. Sunday was finally good enough, so thank God I could actually comprehend WrestleMania. <laughs> but yeah, so I missed the women's match, and I've had to rewatch it, because I okay. fell asleep. I tried my best, but I fell asleep, and then uh, Gargano, Adam Cole, so this is what I'm getting to it. <laughs> my favourite part was because I was ill on my bed, completely out of it, I'd already fallen asleep and missed most of the women's match. Then Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano started wrestling, and the crowd got so hot, and the match was so good, especially for that last fall, that yes. I, I was lying there at like 3 a.m. in the morning, completely wide awake, full attention, <laughs> really wow. drawn into it, following everything. <laughs> it was just like, it's like it temporarily snapped me out of my illness. I was so into it. <laughs> it was absolutely awesome. <laughs> Obviously, it's nothing like it would have been like there being live, because I was watching it thinking, my God, it must be amazing to be in that building. Oh, <laughs> that guy it is was. so hot. It was, and as you can tell by my voice, like I haven't, I haven't got my voice back since then, like fully, like my voice is still gone. Like that thing was incredible. Like the whole show was incredible, but that last fall in that match, like you can say what you want to about the first two falls about how it wasn't enough or it didn't, it wasn't up to snuff compared to the rest of the match. But that last fall is amongst the best, some of the best wrestling in WWE history. I, you know, I going through that fall, I, I've come out of it thinking like this five star match or five star fall or whatever you want to call it, but. um yeah, it was, it, 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 I always thought that Johnny was going to win because Adam Cole was set to be in the, in the three-way match with Riddle in, um, the North American title match in a three-way with Riddle in Dream, so I, I never thought he was going to win that match, and then we all knew that Ciampa was going to lose to Johnny on the show, so, you know, we haven't seen Johnny since Ciampa got hurt on the main roster, so you, you feel like that's a thing where, like, he's back in NXT. So, for me, it was like, Johnny's gonna win. But there were points where I was recording on my phone, trying to record the end of the match, and when they did the, the spot where they do super kick, super kick to the back of the head, last shot, I put my, I literally stopped recording, put my phone away, and was like, I just got fucked. I... Like, my favorite wrestler who's been chasing out this thing for, like, 20 months through six takeovers, all that, he's he's about to lose. It's done. And he kicked out, and that was the last of the of the kickouts. But it, it, it was, it was, he beat all the odds. He was at deck stat against him with those, with fighting four guys off. He looks like he's down and out. He gets hit with, like, you're done, you're finished. He kicks out anyway, and then he slaps on a guy on escape. And I actually have the end of that up on my phone. And you can't see me, but all you can hear me is yell, tap, 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 tap. <laughs> and then he taps out and I, I lost it. Like, if I wasn't, I, and I, I said to, to Rich and Jeremy and, every, and everybody else, when they asked me my thoughts on the show, if if I didn't have Finish Shell with me talking my ear off and we were sitting next to each other, right next to each other, shoulder to shoulder, and it wasn't so loud in that building throughout that whole building to where I lost my voice trying to conversate with him throughout matches. If it wasn't that loud and I wasn't next to him, I probably would have I probably would have burst into tears. And then once Champa came out and they hugged, I've hated Champa 
guts for so long that like I at, at times joking and not joking like I didn't refer to his name I called him dude for months for <laughs> months like six seven months and then when I started doing this show I was like I can't call him dude anymore because cause confusion I had to call him Champa but they hugged and then it went from I'd, I'd have been crying to there have been snot running down my nose I'm like oh, this is the best thing ever this is wrestling so um, it was a great moment the cap off with all the other great moments on the show. Um, I think it's personally the best takeover ever. Um, I've had people like Rich, he thinks it, it's not, but he thinks it's the second best, which is still saying like, that's basically saying like, I don't think it's the greatest show WWE's ever produced. I think it's the <laughs> second best. So it, it was a tremendous yeah. night and a culmination of a lot of stuff and just, just a great chapter. And it's almost like a moment of time because like the end of that war Raiders and, um, Black Shea match, you know that like those guys are gone. That's why they get that reaction because they know that like we'll never see him like this anymore. And and Rich said it. Um, I think it's quite fitting. He said that Ricochet was crying because he knows he'll never be booked this well ever again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've seen loads of people do that on Twitter as well. It's like, yeah. is he crying because he's got devoted to the main roster? <laughs> yeah, he got brought down to the main roster, not up down. Where Alistair Black has got that creaking noise on his oh thing. Oh my god! I was like, oh my. <laughs> Have you caught the one they do a ricochet? Or they? Yes, like, <laughs> the lightning strike. They, yeah, yeah, for a while he he had the Tanahashi deal, and then like a week or two ago, he was coming out. Why they start at the same time they started doing the the crip creeping noise, like he's in, like uh, mm. Alistair Black's in the Thriller. They started doing this <laughs> thing where he would come out. And a and a denim jacket with cut off sleeves and a hoodie on, and he pulled back the hoodie and lightning struck like he was a fucking Undertaker, and I was like, oh this. Oh, they actually had it strike. Oh yes, they had the thunder crack as soon, in sync with him flipping off the hood, and I'm just like, this ain't it, bro. This ain't it. Like, I understand that he's electric, but damn, cut, chill. Like, you don't have to sports entertain everything up a notch. Just, it's okay. <laughs> Let him sports entertain with the flips and everything else you're going to come up with when he does a love triangle angle with someone later a few years Oh, that's happening. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Ricochet's too handsome for, to to uh, not avoid that. Yes. <laughs> that he is. Yes. Yeah. He's going to be in all the trappings of all the shenanigans. Uh, but I've tried to explain that uh, to Plan. Uh, not the handsome thing, the uh, lightning thing. Oh, <laughs> I was trying to explain that to him. And uh, Plan's... Uh, Plan, I don't know if you don't know, Samuel Plan, writer at Lots of Pain as well, author of 101 Matches to See Before You Die. Yes. But I know Plan from him yelling at me from stuff I say on the on the LLP <laughs> review show. <laughs> but uh, also he, um, so when I tried to explain that to him, he was saying, was like, what? You mean when they do like a backflip or something in the ring? I was like, oh, no, no. but we're only one step away. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, shit. no, what you need to explain it to him is, Think you'd be like, think of the Undertaker whenever he takes off his hat and rolls his eyes back, and you hear the thunder crack. Except it's for taking off a hood on the ramp. I think he saw the uh, Shazam trailers and got excited. Oh god! <laughs> oh man! But yeah, we're only we're only a matter of time away from uh, sound effects in matches. It's gonna oh, happen. God. And I predicted it on my show last week. Augmented reality in matches. Oh, it's coming. Oh, yeah, like <laughs> one of the 4D stuff for like Oscar's yeah. Mass or New Day and Bootios or whatever else. Yeah. Oh. So like it's fine when they're doing it in entrance. Well, it's not fine. Like Randy Orton's looks so shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Like it was funny because of WrestleMania 33 and like 
not because of the the projectors of maggots and roaches on the screen, but mm. when he walked out, like he was walking underneath what looked like a sperm, right? <laughs> so, yeah, the tiny snake. Yeah. Yes. Right. Gigantic snake head with a small body. Sorry, sir. That's not a viper. That's a sperm. That is semen. So, um, what this year he had like snakes that are basically uh, wrapped on top of each other. And I was like, somebody's going to make a joke about that. It looks like an emoji poo. I haven't seen it yet, but I called my shot the same way that I called to Rich about the sperm, and sure enough, the sperm popped off. So I have to go and see. If, I have to go check to see if I was right again. I have to go. Sure it's been a while. Mate, saw somebody to sound by James going. A short, and sure enough, the sperm popped off. <laughs> so, but yes, it also looks shit. Yes, it, doesn't yes. yes. Yeah. it doesn't it's not that it also looks like shit it also looks shit yes absolutely yeah. yes so again we've gone off on top topic again it happens all right so do you want to do some quick notes on uh on this week's episode of nxt yeah three matches lots of little highlighty things covering the match so I guess we can skip those a bit yeah uh, i can't remember all the matches but i know we got not gunner because i can't remember his name <laughs> it's gunner from tna who did oh, he fight? Oh, yeah, Jackson Riker. Oh, that's his name. He fought Danny Birch. That was the second match, so I've gone out of order. Okay, <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go in order. All right, Candice LeRae and Aaliyah with Vanessa oh, yeah. Bourne sitting ringside. Yeah, I feel like Aaliyah's finding her gimmick, finally, which is awesome to see. Her and Vanessa Bourne, I think, are a great pairing. Yeah. And Candice, I'd like to see her used. Yeah, you would like her to be anything other than like the, a prop for Johnny's storytelling. Yes, yeah. absolutely, because she's a very good wrestler. Yeah, because of course I'm one of those guys that watched her in PWG as right. that blonde that always saved Jerry Ryan. Right. <laughs> Better is... yet, I never saw her in PWG. I had only I never heard of her until mm. she showed up in a Young Classic, and I was like, and they did the interview present. I'm like, who is this nice like bub- not bubbly, like mm. this nice this nice woman that like seems smiley <laughs> and seems easy to like engage with, and I find out, oh yeah, like that's Johnny Gargano's wife, and I was like, really, Candice wrestling. No wonder I was. No wonder I like her so much. So, but yeah, she had a great match with Shayna before she got eliminated. Um, yeah, she's she's a great storyteller. So it's it, you think like they would they could use that. Um, I would love to see her in a match with like me and Yim or somebody because that'd be a great story. That'd be a great story they tell. Um, and the, uh, multiple male wrestlers have credited her as like the strongest wrestler they know, as in yeah. like male or female. Oh, wow. <laughs> she is really strong. Wow. <laughs> so like a queen of intergender wrestling, if it ever happens. Well, yeah. I'm talking yeah. ages away. Yeah. But, yeah. No Nia Jax, no thank you. No, no thank you. I don't want to see you <laughs> oh, wrestle no. anyone, let alone... No, nah, no thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, I was I was surprised that like Candice trusts Aaliyah to catch her on a quebrada, but whatever. What do you think about... Let me move forward from that. Like, What do you think about Jackson Riker and, and Danny Burch? Well, he's so memorable to me that I still call him Gunner from TNA. I can't remember his name. <laughs> like, okay, out of all the three Forgotten Sons, you forgot the only one that's memorable because look at him. He looks like, yeah. like he comes out in that vest and he takes off the vest and also he looks like early aughts or mid-aughts Batista. And it's like, where did this come from? Where, you were hiding all of this in that vest? Why am I talking about you like hiding all of this in that vest? That's weird. Never mind, I'll move on. So, um... Yeah, I. He's just not good. He's, he's just not. Yeah. No, he screams mid two thousand SmackDown call up. Who's then released within the year? Yeah, like that, um. Just, yeah. Just like a uh, Matt... guy. Oh well, I went to Matt Morgan. Did you say <laughs> Masters? Oh well, yeah. Uh, Chris, <laughs> Chris 
Masters were, oh yeah, we awesome gimmick, but yeah. then couldn't really, once it gone, oh, was there someone else that even even more unmemorable than that? And a, oh, his name began with L, if anyone can help. <laughs> like mid like, 2005 began with L. Oh, he's so unmemorable. I can't get him. Oh, oh Luther Reigns. Oh. Excuse me? <laughs> Luther Reigns. That's his okay, name. I'm Googling this shit right now. Luther Reigns. <laughs> Veins, right. not veins. Oh, okay. <laughs> be, be, be careful googling someone called Luther Veins. You're gonna get a dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's wow. Alrighty then. All right, Luther Reigns. Oh, okay, yeah, he looks definitely like one of those guys. He's one yeah. of those. If Vince sees him, he'll be up. Yeah, but he's just cookie cutter, bland white guy. He's got nothing. Go for him. It looks like the same as like a million other people. <coughs> so that's what I think when I think of Gunner. Wow. As in, yes, he's got his tattoos and he looks the deal, but no, he's not really. <laughs> not special. Free. Oh, he did his French little dance on the stage. No, I just named because I typed in the Luther Reigns dude, and then like, uh, like people also search for Rene Dupree, Mark Jindrak, oh, Mark uh, Charlie Haas, John Heidenreich. Gene Snitschke is like all of these body guys that suck. They're like people go through the same search for these guys. It's like wow, that's awfully sad. Like that's that is the worst of the internet, the worst of the internet wrestling community. <laughs> it's like oh, the mid two thousands for call ups. Oh, they are so depressing. <laughs> Looking at like forgotten son after forgotten son. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. yeah. So uh. let's see where we are from there. Oh, and then the final match. Uh, it was. What, the Street Profits versus... Yeah, Street Profits versus... The, it was the European Union, right? Uh, are they just called Eichner Bartel? I could have swore well, they were giving I, themselves that name, but yeah, yeah it's Eichner Bartel. Um, we can't be called the European Union because we're getting that on the uh, t- main roster with... Oh, shit. Oh, oh yeah, with I, The Bar and Drew McIntyre. Right, yeah. right, right. But I thought... I could have swore they were calling themselves a couple... Or maybe like a month ago. Or maybe like six months ago. Six weeks ago. Oh, they might have... Oh, see, I, I feel... I, I feel like we did see them, and you are telling the truth. Yeah, like, if you <laughs> well, go back to... Like, yeah, like, I'm just lying and making it up. Like, no, 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 <laughs> like... Um, if I remember, it was... Uh, they were on a similar show to this one, except it was for the UK TakeOver in, in July, hmm. or, or January. And I forgot who they had their match with, but they were calling themselves that at the time. And the reason why I remember that is because that was more or less the first match I remember of, um, of Eichner, because... Rich was telling me, like, you know, in the, in the Cruiserweight Classic, he had a great match, and then, like, ever since then, I'm like, when he sees him in the large group or whatever, he's doing absolutely nothing. And then I see the match on um, on NXT UK, and I'm like, nah, bro, he, I don't, I mean, I guess he's back to doing this, uh, the back to being Cruiserweight Classic uh, Eichner, because this wasn't boring, he's flipping around, he's doing all types of stuff, he's great. And then you go to, like, the, um, the Tag Team Dusty uh, Classic this year, and he's great again, so I don't know... Mm. Maybe they took the training wheels off in similar to fashion, like Dijak. Well, yeah, because he's been showing up in NXT UK and he's been awesome. Yeah. My assumption as to why they're not called the European Union is well, they're showing up more in NXT UK. Right. And my assumption is he can't have heels called the European Union on a British wrestling show <laughs> with, the, well, with the whole Brexit c- thing. <laughs> could they with Brexit? With WWE and how heavy-handed they handle most political stuff, yeah, they'd do it. <laughs> 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 oh man 
Like, I'm surprised we have not seen any jobbers with suspect names over the, after this past week. Oh. <laughs> it's just, we haven't, we haven't had anything like that. <laughs> just, I'm waiting for it. It's like, it's, it's prime time for something like that. Speaking of that, um, I think I mentioned this to you on, in the, in the Lords of Pain uh, Twitter thread, or direct message thread. So, why are most of the people in the House of Commons better promos than the people we have on the main roster? <laughs> oh. Someone explain that. <laughs> oh, we we've got the guy who goes order and the bashes come out. <laughs> just, oh. Like, oh, we love you, Burko. Yes, like, <laughs> it, I mean, so my, they, they my... didn't they didn't send our Dusty Rose in the promo to learn in a promo class. So I understand, I'm trying to understand how did they get that good, but what our guys don't. Ah. <laughs> uh. I don't really know. <laughs> like my uh, my brother's my brother's fiance is from Utah, and mm-hmm. uh, when because it's been the kind of debatey things with the House of Commons, so and uh, she's absolutely loved it <laughs> just because it's so over the top with the order <laughs> and the <laughs> like Mr. Speaker, may I say? Oh, she uh, yes, she absolutely loves that. <laughs> so I'd recommend it for any American. Watch one for like five yes. minutes. Yes, and it's yes, yes, it, you'll yeah. be like. We're doing it all wrong in Congress. We're doing it all wrong. Like C-SPAN would be lit if we, if we did House of Commons. So, but yeah, like, like should have seen a face when I was saying, "Is like, oh, and I, have you noticed that uh, the reason that this is in session is because they have brought in the scepter and the globe." It was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like, yeah, there's like a proper scepter and everything. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a little. Uh, I forgot what the word is. I'm gonna end that sentence like I didn't say it. Yeah, well. All I know is they were dropping the hammer on Ter- on Theresa May. The one I saw, like it, just, <laughs> oh, and it was yeah. right to her face. Like she's in that room, and they're like, "She's a failure. She's tried to fail, or she's tried it like three or four different times, and it keeps failing. We need to change this shit." And I'm just like, "Yo, this is wild." Right to her face, <laughs> she's right there. <laughs> so, I guess enough political or geopolitical talk. We'll just we'll just continue on with this wrestling, this developmental wrestling podcast by just saying that. Um, yeah, they, uh, this match was longer than the other two, but it was a good match, and it, they ended with the was it, I think it was a Doomsday Device, right? It's, it's so long ago now. <laughs> We've been on no, such a journey. It wasn't a Doomsday Device; it was a Doomsday Blockbuster for the win um, by by the Street Profits. They won. I thought it was a good match. Um, I would love for them to wrestle again for a longer form. Like I would yeah. love both of these tag teams to be elevated. Like them, those two plus um, Lorcan and Birch. Like they're awesome in the ring. I would love for them to get more storytelling time. Um, like if NXT were ever to move to a ninety-minute show or a two-hour show, like that'd be the first thing I would want them to do is like have a have a have a mid-card tag feud that has stakes and also a secondary women's feud that has stakes as well. Like, yeah. I always feel like those are the things that are left off the cutting board table. Like, there's always gonna be something for the women. Uh, there's always gonna be something for one tag team, like undisputed, but. They don't. They have so much talent, and they can make so much use of them and add to the card, or whatever else. But I understand that you want your best, and you have these time constraints because it makes for a better card overall. But if they ever get into feeling like they need to, you know, sell the off the FS1 or whatever else and move it to two hours, they're more than capable. They have plenty of talent just sitting there. I was just hit with the wave of, oh, why SmackDown goes to three hours? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Two is the magic, two is the magic number. Two hours is the magic number. Anything over that, 
no, nah, that we we don't want that. I, <laughs> no. Fox will see the money and be like, oh, oh god, oh. Oh, no, like, <laughs> no, please, please, don't. It's do fine. It. AEW will be on by then. <laughs> we'll have even more wrestling to watch. Yeah. Oh, god. I've not. Yeah, I've not. I was like, oh yeah, AEW, that'd be great. And then I just worked together how much maths, <laughs> like how oh, how god. long that would be. He's like, like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, like I I try to watch things outside of fake fake fighting, but <laughs> the fake fighting there's so much of it, and I can't and I feel like I I'm almost like a completist in a way. It's like it's like it's it's up. I must watch it, but there, I sleep. No, no, no. I don't have to. Okay, so oh man, yeah, it's, it's oh, two more hours. Wow. I used to watch WWE pay per views. Like I used to watch all of them live. Like it was once a month. So it wasn't oh, too God. bad, but. Yeah, what really helped was the show being shit. No. <laughs> that really helped. You were like, <laughs> I'm not missing anything. Yeah, I'm not missing like, anything. I'm good. Yeah, it's like the people you see defending WWE to like tooth and nails. Like, businesses aren't your friends. You're not being held here. <laughs> you can just stop. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you speak my language. I, I <laughs> like just because they put it out there does not mean I have to like it. It doesn't mean you have to like it. If it's not good, it's not good. If you feel it waste your time, it's okay saying that it feels waste of time. They can't hear you, and better yet, they don't want to hear you. They're too busy raking in the money. Yeah, <laughs> and it's billions. <laughs> They're <Yes>. fine. <laughs> yes. Like, do you ever yeah. imagine that, like, somewhere, like Stephanie and Vince, and maybe even Linda and Hunter, like sometimes they occasionally like think of like the primetime players. And they do the dance, and they're like, billions of dollars, billions of dollars, billions of dollars. <laughs> it just came to my mind, but I, I doubt it. But then again, you know, the, the mans love dancing, so maybe they do do it. I will, I will pay, I would, I, I wouldn't pay because I'm tired of giving this my money, but um, I would really enjoy seeing them, the, the, the primetime players dance. <laughs> Something tells me Vince pitched it to him. Oh, God. <laughs> he was the yes. one to do it. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> well, um, this has been me and Imp mostly just vamping and just saying stuff <laughs> yeah. around wrestling reviews. Uh, thanks for doing the show, Imp. Do you want to get your plugs in? Oh, shit, yes. All right. Uh, this goes out tomorrow, does it? Or was it Saturday? Uh, this, is going, this is going out in a couple hours. Oh, shit, right. Well, by the time this comes out, I'll probably still be live. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I am live on Laws of Pain Radio every single Thursday. My former co-host, Byrne, is now joining me every single week for the next two months. Hope Maybe, don't know if it's going to be longer, but it's two months for now. And we're doing WWE stuff. Tonight, we're covering WrestleMania weekend. That's why I said weekend. <laughs> so that's like takeover, uh, the Ring of Honor, New Japan, the Madison Square Garden show, WrestleMania, Raw After Mania, and SmackDown Live. God give, God give us mercy. <laughs> that's going to be it. <laughs> I've set the show for three hours. I go live at 1 a.m. my time because <laughs> I'm English. Wow. <laughs> so that's just that's crazy. He's specific. So, like, oh, it's horrible. But anyway, yes, uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at the damn Implicat. Oh, I was going to do my the old plug I used to do where it's damn as in damn. <laughs> <laughs> I've not done that for years. <laughs> but yes, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I try and tweet within times of shows going out, but I'm English. I'm not mental. I think I will be up for the shake-up. <laughs> I'm not sure. Depends. I might watch the first hour of Raw, and if it's shit, then it's like, no, I, I'm. it's 2 a.m. I do not have to stay up for this. <laughs> Just you, don't, you don't always no, no. mean anything. <laughs> uh, but I uh, also pump out columns. I try and post every Monday or Tuesday. This week, I was way too ill, way too tired. 
my brain wasn't working. I gave it a go. <laughs> I just couldn't write, write words good. So, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yes, but yes, I'm writing every single uh, Monday or Tuesday, more or less, uh, with the Imps Adventures columns over at Laws of Pain. I think that's all my plugs. <laughs> Positive. <So. laughs> sure. I'm going to stop and say yes. <laughs> so, I've. I've written oh shit, I've written them all down for my own show, which I'm doing in thirty minutes. Well <laughs> even let's, let's take a look. Uh no. Oh, that's good. This week all I've got to plug are the other Lords of Pain shows. Oh, so, okay. no, no, <laughs> nothing here. <laughs> I've had a whole list for like the past three months. <laughs> so now I've got nothing. Oh wait, no, there is something. Yeah, you might even be on it. <laughs> the uh, seven million special, whenever we do that. Oh, we're doing that on Saturday, right? So I I gave it, I put it out there, and okay. then I, with everything that happened, I completely forgot. Because in the middle of all of this, last week, my brother got married. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's been mental for, like, this this everything. So I completely forgot, and I've just hit everybody up again, and I think Doc might be getting it in order so it's done. Or I've completely misread him, and I'm meant to be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hit him up, because, you know, he's, he's, yeah. he, he's at times, can be very busy. So I think we'll be going live with that or like early May, maybe. Okay. Because I'm busy late April, but we'll wait and see. We'll see if we can get everybody together. It's the English folks who are probably going to be more irritating <laughs> than the American guys. <clears throat> but yeah, seven million specials look out for on Laws of Pain. Why is it called a seven million special? I'm not explained it. <laughs> this is the... <laughs> We're about to hit seven million listens, which is insane. <laughs> so I thought we'd do a special. It only took me 20 minutes to explain. <laughs> Yes, and if I know Rich, he's ready to only take credit for like five million of those, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll talk to him about it. But yes, thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on, man. You definitely helped me out. I'm glad you you know dealt with my schedule and all the other stuff. But yeah, guys, that's the end of the show. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen. Tell us, folk, about Soul Suplex Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our friends at powerslam.tv, the sponsor of the show. If you're a fan of independent pro wrestling and you have, they have over 4,000 hours of footage from all over the world, you can use the code Social Suplex to get your free month's trial. Don't forget to visit prowrestlingtees.com slash Suplex to pick up your official Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise. Be sure to check out the other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. On Sundays, we have One Nation Radio with me and Rich. On Tuesday, we have Keeping a Strong Style with Jeremy and Josh. On Wednesday, we have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast with Quit Playing. You know who's on it. So, uh, on on also on every other Wednesday, we have Grown Men Watch This Shit with Jeremy and Chris. On Thursdays, we have this show, NXT, Then, Now, Forever. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite with Floyd. Be sure to check them all out. Rate, subscribe, listen to all that jazz. Thank you guys for listening. Later. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.